Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Lindsay Pease, an assistant professor and extension specialist in nutrient and water management at the University of Minnesota. Lindsay, let's begin with an overview of some research you've been doing on phosphorus loss. What we looked at in 2020 was the different concentrations of phosphorus that were coming off of service runoff and from tile outlets across northwest Minnesota. We compared some some locations that were at our research center and some other locations that were on private farms because we really have a pretty big gap in our knowledge about how much phosphorus is coming out of you know, the tile lines, especially in for our climate and cropping systems in northwest Minnesota. And it probably goes without saying that phosphorus loss is a concern for farmers because you're, you're losing fertility opportunity there, but also it's a concern for the environment. So with that being said, what were some of the results from 2020? Yeah, we were definitely looking at 2020 being almost the exact opposite of 2021 <laughs> in terms of water movement. 2020 was a really wet summer, so we had a lot of rain and a lot of tile discharge. And what we found is Maybe not that surprising from comparing to across other regions, but we found similar results to other regions where we had more phosphorus losses tended to be in surface runoff, you know, any surface ditches that were coming off the farm. Those had more phosphorus losses than our tile drainage. So the tile drainage in some ways works to reduce our phosphorus losses. Now, you say that almost as if there was a, a surprise tone in your voice. Maybe I misread that, Lindsay, but but were you surprised by that? I wasn't surprised too much by that. I think a lot of times people think of tile outlets being a point source of pollution. And and I think what it's really important to show in these results is, is that we are, that tile outlets, I mean, they're a good way to move water out of the field, but they're really not contributing so much phosphorus that it is going to cause um, an environmental problem. And I think I think that's an important kind of piece to keep in mind. One result that was surprising was that actually we had one site, which was at the research center in Crookston. I had a field that was just recently drained. And something that was pretty surprising was that we did actually get quite a bit of phosphorus loss initially out of our new installation. And the idea behind that being or my, my hypothesis for that is that the sedimentation and the disruption of the soil actually made more sediment enter the tile line, so we saw more phosphorus export because of that. Well, let's drill down on surface loss then, and you know whether you are surprised by the amount of loss at the surface and mitigation tools that are being utilized or need to be utilized. In um, for our surface runoff, I think we definitely saw you know in this higher volume rainfall event, you know, like we had a couple rainfall events that you know where the rain came down really fast, and especially this is after snowmelt happened. Normally, we think of surface runoff as really only happening when snowmelt happens, but we actually did see surface runoff other times of the year too, and we do see it when we have really high intensity rainfall events, or you know, two or three inch rains that happen in a short period of time. And and yeah, from an environmental perspective, uh, you, know, you can lose the majority of your load um, and your losses in those events. And so 
prevent those losses, um, some of the things that you can do is, is really just to slow the movement of the water <laughs> off, which um, sounds kind of counterintuitive to slow the flow of water, but you don't want to slow it a lot, but you can slow it a little bit just with things like grass waterways or um, erosion prevention is a really great phosphorus loss prevention measure as well. My mind goes to, to cover crops and having that on the surface, but it is... Yes. It, is that part of it, part of the approach potentially? Yeah, absolutely. Cover crops play a, can play potentially a big role in, in loss of phosphorus because what they're going to do is, yeah, they're going to hold the soil in place um, as, as one kind of movement. They're going to be able to um, take up water um, from kind of the soil surface a little bit too um, during those times of year when there's a little bit of extra moisture in the ground you know, they'll help to kind of transpire it um, and kind of pull it up out of the soil. Um, and, and yeah, so they can help kind of hold those nutrients. One thing that I will say to keep in mind with cover crops, though, especially when it's cold, is you have a better chance of those nutrients being used if you can time it so that the cover crop is still living after the winter. So anything that dies in the winter um, is going to be not as useful for preventing that phosphorus pollution as um, as crops that will kind of grow, like a cereal rye will grow into the spring. And as you pointed out in the beginning, your research has been centered in northwest Minnesota. So the idea of cover crops that far north, it might sound good, but is it realistic? That is always the question. I think there are definitely some pioneering farmers that we have up here in northwest Minnesota that are trying to make it work. It is not easy um, and hard to make those decisions. I think there's still a lot of really kind of basic research questions on how to make it work um, with the short season, um, especially when you're growing corn and something that is going to be in the field, you know, until, uh, you know, November, potentially, <laughs> you know, hopefully not too much longer than that. But, you know, we definitely sometimes get get those really late harvests of corn, and, and that can be tough to get a cover crop established. So we're still kind of working on if we can find some good strategies uh, for people to use. We're talking on behalf of Minnesota Corn today. Explain the involvement here and in, in how maybe the checkoff is is helping to support this type of research. The checkoff is basically provided me the seed funding that I needed to go out and collect the water samples that we analyzed as um part of the research I was talking about. Um, it was just, you know, I told them my idea and gave them a budget and um, they were able to sort of, yeah, like I mentioned, give me that seed funding that I needed. And um, and the really exciting thing about that is that also was able to kind of move that work forward so that I could attract funding from larger agencies. What does the remainder of the project look like from a, a timeline, a schedule? What else is planned or maybe you're wrapping up this work? This work really, um, and, and what we worked on through the Corn Growers Innovation Grant, that initial project has wrapped up, but we are building on it by kind of tying in the research results that we already have and kind of extending that work into a larger network of phosphorus research that is going to span Minnesota, uh, Manitoba and North Dakota. We're really excited, um, you know, to kind of join this world of edge of field research, which is really when you're studying 
what's coming off of the field and how that interacts with the management practices um, that are going on in the field. And so, yeah, so I think that was a really exciting outcome um, of this work was to kind of be able to tie it into a larger network of research and really start thinking about different how different in-field management strategies are impacting our potential impact off-field. Where would you point our listeners to if they'd like to learn more about this research? They can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at LPSUMN. But we also have a nutrient management group uh, through University of Minnesota Extension. And so my work and a lot of that of my colleagues are highlighted through various uh, social media channels through that as well. You know, Facebook, Twitter, our website. My personal research is featured on the website at nwroc.umn.edu for the Research Center's website. And I post a lot of the research highlights there. You can also learn more about this research by visiting mncorn.org. 